You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. The Battle of Visby in 1361 pitted Danish soldiers and mercenaries against the farmers of the island of Gotland in the Baltic and, thanks to the activation of the resulting mass graves, has become known as one of the most fearsome examples of warfare in medieval Europe. This is Episode 3 for January 3rd, 2018. I'm Chris Webster and welcome to the ARC 365 Podcast, 2018 edition. ARC 365 is a podcast today, every day, in 2018. This network is supported by our listeners. You can become a supporting member by going to arcpodnet.com slash members and signing up. As a supporting member, you have access to high-quality downloads of each show and a discount at our future online store and access to show hosts on a members-only Slack team. For professional members, we'll have training shows and other special content offered throughout the year. Once again, go to arcpodnet.com slash members to support the network and get some great extras and swag in the process. That's arcpodnet.com slash members. This episode is written by Christopher Booth. The island of Gotland in the Baltic Sea was, in the 14th century, part of the Kingdom of Sweden. The city of Visby on the island was a member of the pre-Hanseatic trading network known as the Wendish City Alliance and the Hanseatic League, and thus was a center of wealth in the region with a multinational population. Further increasing the wealth of Gotland, the residents of the island only paid a fifth of the taxes that mainland Swedes did. It is likely that this wealth was, in part, what attracted King Vladimir IV of Denmark to invade in 1361. The invasion formed part of his campaign to regain the territory, wealth, and prestige that Denmark had lost under his father, Christopher II, who had pledged and mortgaged significant amounts of territory to various German princes and almost caused the dissolution of Denmark as a state. The Danish army, likely 1,500 to 2,500 strong and consisting of infantry and both Danish and German knights, was well equipped with modern weapons and armor. The army also had significant experience of battle from King Vladimir's campaigns in the recently restored Danish territories of Skane, Blekinge, and Uland. The yeoman army of farmers, freemen, and minor nobles from Visby was likely at least 2,000 strong. However, a third of this number were the young, old, and infirm, who were forced into defending their homes. The equipment recovered from the site of the battle suggests also that the Gotlanders were poorly equipped with chainmail hood armor, a pattern that was common 50 years earlier. After landing the west coast of Gotland on the 22nd of July, King Vladimir only faced limited opposition on his march to Visby, and on the 27th of July, a mere 300 meters outside the city, the Danes faced the poorly trained yeomanry army in what turned into a massacre. The casualty rate was comparable to the Battle of Poitiers in 1356, extremely high by medieval standards. The Danish army killed an estimated 1,800 Gotlanders, which may have been as much as half of the male population of the island at the time, and only lost perhaps as few as 200 of their own men. After the battle, there is evidence that King Vladimir extracted a ransom from the citizens of Visby, and his army plundered several churches and monasteries in the city. The size of this payment has become the subject of some folklore and has even been claimed to be three full beer barrels full of gold and silver. Whatever the true size of this payment, Vladimir quickly appointed sheriffs to govern Visby and moved on with his campaigning, adding King of Gotland to his titles in 1362, despite a limited Danish presence and a resertion of Swedish control before the end of the decade. The first archaeology related to the battle took place in 1905, led by Oscar Wilhelm Winterston and master builder Nils Peterson. The excavation uncovered the site of the first of what would eventually become five mass burials related to this single battle, representing approximately 2,000 individuals. 
Osteoarchaeological evidence shows the brutality of the battle and suggests that the Danish forces killed any injured Gotlanders with axes and maces once the battle was over. There was significant evidence of arrow and crossbow injuries and stab wounds to the legs, which would have been unprotected in the limited armor the island army would have worn. The mass graves related to the battle are unique and internationally important, not only for the sheer number of casualties represented and the exceptionally well-preserved skeletal material, but also for the quantity of armor that was, in many cases, still on the bodies. 25 suits of Wisby armor, 185 chainmail hoods, 12 chainmail shirts, and parts of 20 armored gloves have been recovered. Normally, after battle on this period, the fallen were stripped of everything of value including armor. It has been claimed that this did not happen at Visby due to the heat of the summer and the sheer number of bodies quickly decomposing outside the city. There was simply no time to strip the corpses. Interestingly, there were almost no actual weapons in the graves, other than small fragments embedded in the skeletons and armor. Despite this, the site of the Battle of Visby is one of the most significant and graphic insights into medieval warfare ever to be excavated and is a reminder of the cruelty and violence often committed against those least equipped to defend themselves in war, even today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to ARC 365. If you want to hear more ARC 365, check out www.arcpodnet.com slash ARC 365 for the 2017 and 2018 episodes. Check out arcpodnet.com slash ARC 365 G30 for the last 30 episodes. Please subscribe and rate on your service of choice. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, among others. Support the APN at arcpodnet.com slash members. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being awesome. This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle, in Reno, Nevada, at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.